Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome back to Coffee with the Doc. Well, let me ask you a question. Are, are you the type of person that uh, sees the glass half full or half empty? Maybe you're not p- familiar with that particular phrase, but it has to deal with your outlook on life. We take a glass that's exactly half full. Some people will say, oh, that's half full. Even I just said it, half full. Other people will look at it and say, oh, that glass is half empty. In other words, some people see things more on the positive side. Other people see things more on the negative side or in the negative light. In other words, individuals can look at the exact same thing. And let's say it's a challenge in life or a struggle or a situation in life. People can see that exact same situation completely different. I remember listening to uh, some motivational material uh, years ago, and the presenter was talking about a couple of real estate uh, salespeople uh, that lived in a a town in which uh, the teachers' union had gone out on strike. And they were sitting at uh, a bar, uh, you know, talking to each other about business. One of them was extremely busy, and the other real estate person wasn't busy at all. And they started... Uh, comparing and talking about why each of them wasn't busy and one of them was. The one that was busy said, boy, I tell you, it, it just business has just been great. He said, you know, these teachers are out on strike. Um, when they come back, they're probably going to be making a little bit more money. And while they're out on strike, they, they have time to go look at real estate. He says, I've been really busy. The other one in the exact same situation said, you know, gee, we have these teachers who aren't working right now. Their money must be getting a little bit tight. No one's looking at any real estate. So here they're experiencing the exact same challenge in life, but the outcome is totally different. And it's really based on what they are thinking. Well, it doesn't take long when you're around someone uh, to kind of notice the different personalities. Uh, Certainly in my chiropractic practice, I see this in relation to many people and their overall health. When I uh, talk to them when they first come in, I can kind of pick up right away whether they're more of a negative person or more of a positive outlook type of person. Well, did you know that the level of your positivity or lack of that impacts your overall well-being and health. You may never have thought about this, but it's true, and I believe it, and there's actually quite a bit of research that on this particular topic that backs up what I've stated, that more positive you are, the better in general your overall health and well-being versus those who are negative. Well, the topic of positive thinking and it actually fits well into my my six principles to my vibrant lifestyle program, specifically principle number four, which is proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Well, today I'm going to dive into uh, uh, a few of the studies that have been done on positive mental attitudes and the 
resultant uh, impact on overall well-being. Um, but we'll also give you a few tricks uh, along the way to improve your positivity. Uh, yes, you can learn skills that can actually improve your outlook on life. With the end goal in mind, obviously, of improving your overall well-being. Well, Lisa Yannick uh, and some of her colleagues from Johns Hopkins conducted some research um, and they found that people who were positive in their outlook on life had a 13% less likely chance of having a heart attack or heart disease than negative people. And this was true for people in the general population and also true for those folks that had a family history of heart disease. Well, to me, that's simply amazing. You can lower your risk of heart disease by simply being more positive. Do you think having a positive attitude uh, may also impact other aspects of your health and well-being? Well, I certainly do. The mechanism and connection between health and positivity kind of still remains a, a, a little cloudy, uh, but I think some of the researchers are starting to dig into this a little bit deeper, and they suspect that uh, people with a more positive outlook in life, uh, their overall makeup of their body is, is more protected against inflammatory damage that's associated with stress. Some of the others uh, have theorized that possibly with a more positive outlook, you know, you're going to do more things positive for your health, make better decisions for your health. But the contrary is also uh, there as well. Studies found that negative emotions weaken your immune system. So I think it goes a little bit more than simply having a positive outlook and then you're doing better things for your overall health. I think there's really some link there in the chemical makeup because there certainly is a very strong link between positivity and a better health outcome. I believe also that your mood impacts the chemical makeup of your body and research proves this out as well. Different uh, different moods like depression, laughter, uh, just feeling like you're having a good day. The chemical makeup of your body, and they've tested these things, is completely different with those different moods. Uh, there's been a great deal of studies on uh, laughter therapy. Uh, there's physical benefits. Um, here are some of the things that some of the studies have found out about laughter therapy. And again, remember what I've, I've just said is that uh, the mood that you're having changes the chemical makeup of your body. But laughter therapy enhances oxygen uptake, meaning we can, we can not only breathe in, we're taking more, but it's utilized in the body better. It stimulates the heart and lungs. It relaxes muscles throughout the body. It in triggers endorphins, which are the body's painkiller, similar to exercise. Some of the reasons that runners like to run, they get a, a great release of these endorphins, which uh, help to kill pain. But it in, uh, eases digestive issues. It seems to soothe stomach aches. And again, as I mentioned, it relieves pain. It balances out blood pressure and uh, improves uh, some of the many different memory functions like alertness, memory, creativity, all with laughter 
therapy. Maybe that's why I'm joking around all the time. I don't, I don't know. But it improves your overall attitude. It reduces stress. It promotes relaxation. It improves sleep, enhances the quality of your life, and strengthens, strengthens social bonds and relationship. That's pretty amazing for just that one mood of laughter and some of the positive effects that it has. There's also been a, a number of other studies um, that talk about the outcomes and life satisfaction associated with your overall attitude. And they, they looked at this, people that maybe have uh, rather tremendous health issues, uh, traumatic brain injury, stroke, brain tumors, different types of very serious conditions, um, they found that uh, the attitude has a very positive effect on those individuals, their satisfaction in life, and the outcomes of treatment. But let's uh, dig into a couple of different uh, other studies that, that talk about uh, uh, talk about this. There's one study that talked about the power of positive visualizations. Uh, so they published this in 2006 in the Journal of Behavioral Research and Therapy. It took a, over 100 subjects that were diagnosed with anxiety disorders. They asked one group to visualize an image of a positive outcome to each of three different worries that they had had in the past week. And the other group, they had them visualize uh, different types of things, but they found out that the two groups that out of the three that visualized positive images, whether it was related to their specific problem that they had, uh, they all reported greater degrees of happiness, restfulness, and decreased anxiety. So they simply trained them in a little more positive visualization, and they had great outcomes in lowering their anxiety. A second study uh, demonstrated that happiness tends to make one more successful rather than success making one happy. Hmm. I could say that again. <laughs> no, no, I think you get the point. Um, individuals who are, are happier tend to be more successful. In other words, it sets them up, that optimism, um, that positivity in the research uh, tends to make them more confident, optimistic, more energy, more energetic, and more likable, which in turn helps them to be more successful. So there's a, a second study. A third study uh, talked about short-term stress, um, strengthening the immune system, and long-term stress more ravaging to the body, doing more damage to the body. Now, so this was out of the University of Kentucky. Uh, they took uh, 700 individual studies and evaluated those 300 individual studies that had been conducted over a 30-year period and looked at the data from that. And they determined that short-term stress, you know, we have a lot of short-term stress issues that come along in our life. They pass relatively quickly, but that seems to strengthen our immune system. Our body is built up from that. Now, long-term stress, stress that's there day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, does a lot of negative things, and it all boils down to chemical changes that take place in our body. Short-term stress has one set of chemical changes, which seems to do our body some good. Long-term stress has a different uh, set of chemical changes that take place in our body, which does our body damage. 
Now, there was another study that was conducted over several decades, and they were trying to come up with a way to help uh, school children, college kids, and even soldiers overcome post-traumatic stress disorder and even build them up so that there weren't as many negative effects from the post-traumatic stress disorder. So they were able to train them. They learned coping mechanisms that could increase the levels of positivity in their emotions, in their social areas, spiritual and and family areas. So they trained them in, in being able to have better coping mechanisms. So it lowered the stress from a particular situ- situation, be it at work or school. And they were able to utilize it in the military to prevent the same degree of post-traumatic stress disorder. So uh, pretty amazing stuff. Now here's, a, here's another one, uh, uh, Judith Moskowitz uh, out of uh, Northwestern University. Um, she found uh, eight skills that seem to foster positive emotions. Now the neat thing with these eight skills is that they are skills. In other words, you can be trained in these skills. So that was part of her study. She was able to train individuals in these skills. And I'm going to go through the eight skills that she found in just a moment. And I'll go through them real quickly. And then when we recap all of this, because there's some other uh, great information on on some positive steps that you can do. But anyway, once uh, she was able to train people, um, she found that overcoming illness, they responded better to treatments. All of the situations that we had talked about, uh, stressful, people were able to respond in a much more positive way. But here's the eight skills. And individuals in our study had to learn to do at least three of the eight skills and practice one or more each day. So they didn't even have to do all eight of them, but they had to do one or more each day. But here, here they are. And think about this. This is not going to be difficult. But number one, recognize a positive event each day. Now, we may have a bunch of junk going on in our life, but guess what? There's one positive thing. And you got to start looking for it sometimes. When you start looking for the positive things in your life each and every day, I guarantee you can find a lot more than just one positive thing. Number two, savor the event and log it in your journal and tell someone about it. So in other words, if there's a positive thing that happened, you needed to kind of savor that, chew on it, think about it. Journal, which I've talked about many times about journaling, is very, very important, and then tell someone else about it. Uh, Number three, start a daily gratitude journal. In other words, things that you are grateful for. And again, we miss a lot of these things unless you're paying attention. Number four, list a personal strength and know how you used it that particular day. Each of us is God-created. We have gifts. We have strengths that I think God wants us to use each and every day for the betterment of others around us. So list one of those strengths and how you used it that particular day in your journal. Set number five, a set an attainable goal and note your progress. Number six, report a relatively minor stress and list ways to reappraise the event positively. So in other words, something bad might have happened, but something positive came out of that bad situation. And I see this all the time in my life. Um, number number seven, recognize and practice small acts of kindness daily. Uh, that's certainly an easy one. There's a lot of times when we, we could so easily be kind to another person. And number eight, practice mindfulness 
focusing on the here and now rather than the past or the future. Now, that seems like a simple one, but boy, we get all caught up on things that have already happened that we can do absolutely nothing about. And the same goes for the future. We worry about things that might happen that actually most of them never do. So practice mindfulness, focusing on the here and now rather than things that have happened in the past or things that might happen in the future. Well, Dr. Moskowitz tested this against a variety of folks that had a a number of of issues. One of them was folks with AIDS, type 2 diabetes, and other chronic illnesses that they know that particular illness is going to have to be there for a while, but they were able to cope better. Their, Their physical overall health improved. The quality of their life improved. Many different areas were enhanced when they started to follow some of those eight skills that she was able to teach them. She has a whole long list of different studies where she did uh, these on, on, like I said, many of these different conditions, uh, found that they responded better to overall treatment when they were following some of these different, even cancer patients responded positively to learning these skills. So there's thousands of thousands of studies out there uh, published over the last decades that uh, demonstrate having a positive attitude has a considerable beneficial influence on the health outcomes and longevity in our life. It is quite amazing. And again, I mentioned that the chemicals change inside of your body with these different moods and attitudes. So if you can learn different things, coping skills, you know, to help yourself along, it'll be a great overall benefit to your well-being. So are you a half full or half empty individual? If when assessing yourself, you realize that you have a little more of a negative outlook on life, I suggest to you that you start taking a a little look at that, learn some different tools along the way to see things a little bit differently. There's always something positive out there that we can focus on versus the negative. There's plenty of negative all around us. Just turn on the news, turn on the TV, and you'll be bombarded by it. Here's something uh, interesting that I started a number of years ago uh, talking about the news um, because most of the news is negative, is it not? I stopped watching the news. I might turn it on just to see the weather because I want to go fishing or hunting or I want to know what to expect this week, but as far as watching the overall news, stopped doing it years ago. I stopped buying the newspaper years ago because I don't need to read about all of that. I start my day reading my Bible, reading about how God uh, created me and what he wants me to do today. I try to look at each and every patient that comes in my office with a bit of a positive attitude towards their healing, and hopefully they can steal a little bit of my positivity and help themselves get well faster. But it'll work for you too. So if you know that you're a little bit of a negative person, You know, perk it up, learn some skills, pick up some positive books. Hey, laughter therapy works. Uh, Read some funny books. Watch funny movies. Hang around people that are are hilarious. Uh, Let me tell you another quick story here, uh, and and this you might get a kick out of it. My wife and I were sitting in a a restaurant one night, and and this is a true story. I embarrassed the heck out of my wife. But you could just tell the whole attitude in this little restaurant was eh, not so great. But have you ever you ever been around someone that that just lets loose with a hilarious laugh? 
it's kind of funny. So I let loose with a hilarious, loud laugh. My wife hadn't said a word. I just started laughing hilariously for about 30 seconds in this restaurant. And I tell you, by the time I did that for 30, 45 seconds, two-thirds of the people in that restaurant were now starting to laugh. That's right. And once I stopped laughing, the whole mood of that restaurant changed just from that one little seed that I planted laughing hilariously out loud. I've done it a number of times since then. My wife simply wants to crawl under the table when I do that. But every single time, people all around us actually start laughing a little bit too. They don't even know what they're laughing about other than this silly guy over there is laughing hilariously. But it does work. It changes the mood. It changes the chemicals. Good outcomes come from positivity and laughter. Give it a try. I'm glad you tuned in to Coffee with the Doc. My goal is to help you and your family and friends lead a healthy, vibrant life so you can enjoy life, become all that God designed you to be, serving others and glorifying our God and our Creator. Do me a favor again, uh, please uh, share this podcast with others and thanks for tuning in to Coffee with the Doc.